so much great Advertising Week content, so little time. Snackable AI is now helping you navigate podcasts like this one, event sessions, and other content with chapters, topic tags, and more. Find the insights that matter to you faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai. On today's episode of the AW360 podcast, we'll be speaking with Alan Tinkler, head of platform business development at Quancast. Alan and I discuss the need for a better measurement model for advertisers, the many U-turns in the road to cookie-less solutions, and the potential impact for independent publishing as some turn toward building their own walled gardens. I hope you enjoy this episode. Alan Tinkler, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm pleased to have you on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So you're head of platform business development at Quantcast. I've had a few Quantcast guests on in the past. Tell me a little bit about your role as head of platform business development. Um, yeah, so here, here at Quantcast, we're, um, as you probably had other people explain to you in the past, we're a global advertising technology company. And uh, the, the technology that we use helps kind of two sides of the marketing ecosystem, the publisher side and the the advertiser side. So the, the publisher side benefits from our technology to understand who their audiences are. That is one part of my, my role is looking after some of the, the, the EMEA's largest publishers. Uh, and the other side of, of my role is to speak to the marketers and advertisers that we work with uh, to help them understand different technologies that we're bringing to market. Uh, this could be anything from our solutions that we created for GDPR and our continued developments around privacy, uh, and most recently uh, going to market and uh, educating the market on our cookie-less solutions. It goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, that the cookie-less future is a massive topic still and will be for the foreseeable future in our industry. Tell me, how does that look right now from the, the Quantcast lens? Well, I think if we'd recorded this uh, a few days ago, we might have had a different conversation, but Google's announcement very recently, um, apologies if that messes up your timings when this goes out in six months' time, but <laughs> at time of recording, Google just announced that they were going to be uh, delaying uh, the removal of third-party cookies uh, in their browser. Uh, I, th- I believe it's until late 2024. Uh, so so the market right now is is, is an interesting one because... Everybody f- seems to look at Google uh, to say, okay, what are they doing? And follow Google's timelines. Um, however, right now in the UK, for example, I think it's about 50% or less than 50% of the browser market is Google. Uh, and therefore there is a, a, large, a large part of the, the web that is already without third-party cookies, the iOS, Firefox, et cetera. Then if you add into it, there's also a huge or a large part of the Google environment that's cookie-less, where users are taking their own choices uh, to, to stop third-party cookies. This could be browsing incognito, ad blockers, et cetera. So the market right now is already well over 50% of the, the online world is without third-party cookies. But for whatever reason, the industry does seem to follow Google and, and believes that now we should follow in. Uh, their timelines. That's that. If I if I'd been speaking a year ago, I probably would have said most of the industry is thinking that way. Now I'd say a, a very 
large chunk of the agencies and smart advertisers are not following Google's timelines. And we're seeing that at Quantcast with large budgets, large number of clients, large, large number of agencies testing our curricular solutions because they realize that there's this huge opportunity that already exists out there, um, which is Safari, Firefox, et cetera. And what do those solutions look like, the ones that you're seeing success with? At Quantcast, we, we, we've worked on a, on a number of solutions, and some of them are going to be working with third parties and industry solutions, and other is uh, technology that we're able to utilize ourselves. So if I think about the, the, the industry solutions, we are part, we're part of IAB, IAB Tech Lab. We work with Prebid. Uh, we're part of the W3C. Uh, so all of these industry groups that are going to hopefully help and shape how digital marketing is measured uh, and targeted or, or made addressable in a world without third-party cookies, we're part of those, those groups. So we know we can't do it on our own and we have to be able to operate with, with those industry solutions, but also independent solutions such as um, Unified ID um, and other ID solutions. So. Although we're not operating with them today, we're speaking to them and we're understanding how those solutions can help our solution. The, what, what Quantcast has been able to do over the last couple of years, and this is, it's no, it hasn't been an easy task and it's, it's been a, a big effort by both our R&D and our engineers uh, and big, big amounts of budgets has gone into that development is utilizing the technology that we have today. So that is very sophisticated machine learning uh, AI machine learning to understand very large data sets to start making uh, some, some very sophisticated and, and very smart assumptions about uh, impressions that we see. So it's the, the, the terminology deterministic, probabilistic, et cetera. We, we've been working very much in the probabilistic space and that is understanding audiences through very, very sophisticated, but, but call, call it what it is, guesswork. So it's, it's making very, very accurate guesses uh, about, about users. The, 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 the best opportunity you can possibly have, of course, is deterministic. So if you know it's your customer or it's your audience, that's great. But deterministic identifiers are not scaling right now. So we're in that space where, yes, we are trying to understand deterministic IDs and we know it's going to be part of the future. But right now, to get scale, you need sophisticated machine learning, great robust data sets, which we have one of the largest, uh, to be able to make very accurate assumptions about the impressions that we see and, and, and then therefore bid on those impressions without third party cookies. Uh, another thing that we're using is contextual. Contextual understanding is nothing new. It's got huge scale, Quantcast and many other technology, you, you know, we can, we can see an impression and we can make a, find a contextual understanding of that impression on most impressions, that might be context of the page, it might be time of day, it might even be the weather. There's something that we can understand in that moment that we can understand about that impression we would class contextual. So we've got uh, our own contextual solution that understands and maps, maps the web. So we, we add that in. So, so we're our solution, we, we see three solutions that are really, you know, kind of doing well, and that's the deterministic, probabilistic, and contextual. Our solution right now is using the contextual and the probabilistic while starting to play in the space of deterministic. 
but until deterministic really scales to any um, a number that is valuable or scale that is valuable, uh, it's going to be the thing that will come afterwards, I think. Do you think there was a reason in the first place that we relied so heavily on cookies versus exploring new technologies ages ago? I think the short answer to that is cookies work. Cookies are simple. <laughs> cookies have given us a measurement. Set, uh, because, by the way, when we when when I'm thinking about this whole problem when it comes to the, the, the demise of third party cookies, it's not about addressability. It's not about targeting. For for me, it's measurement. It's being able to understand what I, where my where my clients' ad money is going, being able to optimize to results being able to measure and, and, and make those results get better and better. So, so measurement is where my thoughts are and where Quantcast is really focused. So when we think about a third-party cookie, whether, whether you like third-party cookies or not, whether you trust them, whether they've been misused, they're definitely misunderstood to a lot. And, and third-party cookies have provided the internet with a unified way to measure. Not perfect, but it's a unified way to measure. So the removal of those third-party cookies is, is actually really having to get us to rip up the measurement rulebook. And that is a very, very hard thing to do. It's not, that it's, it's not that we won't be able to do it, but because the entire industry, everything from measurement, third-party data, DMPs, ad servers, all the way through to attribution, et cetera, is all using a third-party cookie as its source of truth, once that goes, we have to find new ways to measure. So that, that, that is hard. And Google kicking the can down the road again is showing that it's very, very hard. Google are one of the wealthiest tech companies in the world with huge resources and engineering capabilities, and they're, they're struggling to find the solution. Just shows it isn't easy. That's not to say it won't be possible, but we have to go into this with, with our eyes wide open. Um, we have to be talking to our clients to tell them that everything's it's all going to change. What we do today may not be possible tomorrow. What we do today might not be you know, something that we can do exactly tomorrow, but maybe we can do something similar. Uh, and that's where the challenges come from, because marketers like to be able to measure and check the return on ad spend, return on investment, et cetera. And third-party cookies have been a way of doing that, using their ad servers to track third-party cookies to understand who saw an ad, who bought, who bought a product and mapping it together. So that removal is really hard. So the reason it hasn't been done today is one, third-party cookies have done a job. And secondly, trying to change it as we're proving is a very, very difficult solution. You spoke about unification. One of the things I hear a lot is there's kind of two things in play here. There's the sort of walled garden approach that a lot of publishers are are starting to use. And there's the idea that everything should be open and shared and you know, sort of unified into, into one particular set. Which does Quantcast prefer? And is there advantages that you see to to either direction? Yeah, if I put my publisher's hat on, I'd say there's this Two views. If you're if you're an extremely large publisher with a huge logged in audience, um, very sought after content, then you might want to go down the wall garden route. If you are a small blog or a small website that is incredibly valuable, that you know, I, I I go 
you know, that I'd go to a website every day that maybe is not one of the big ones to look at something that interests me. That's a really valuable website, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not one of the big guys. So for those, having a wall garden approach isn't going to work. So I think there needs to be a bit of a mixture. I, I don't, don't think the idea of, of hundreds and hundreds of wall gardens is great for a number of reasons. One, the industry that we work in, the agencies and, and the clients, they're not set up for a fragmented ecosystem. They don't have the resource. They don't have the time to be contacting multiple wall gardens. What they will end up doing is picking one or two very, very, very large wall gardens, in my opinion, and, and focusing on those. So trying to be a small wall garden fighting the big wall gardens might, might be a problem. So a public publisher, there's, there's pros and cons to both, depending on the type of publisher. When it comes to Quantcast, we, we do believe in the trusted open web. We feel that there are many websites out there that are as valuable as you know, the, the, some of the most, you know, the premium journalistic websites. There's other websites that bring huge value. Um, so if we can find a solution that allows our customers to reach their, their, our, our customers to reach their customers across the open trusted web and support those smaller as well as premium websites with, with revenue and, and ad revenue, then that would be the one we would prefer to, to operate in. Um, but if, if smaller, more premium based you know, wall gardens appear, then, then Quantcast, we will, we, we, we will speak to them and we'll, we'll hopefully be able to operate with those, those solutions. But for, for me, it comes back to, to, the, to the measurement pieces. If you're an advertiser and you are wanting to reach your audience, and you can go to a publisher that's got a huge logged in audience and you, you think that the, it's the right audience for you. You can advertise on that, that, that publisher's site and show ads to a relevant audience. And if a, if a customer responds to an ad on that site and comes to your, 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 your property to buy a product, that's great. You can understand that your investment was, was worth it. But what happens if that user then goes off and visits six or seven different sites outside of that publisher's group and sees another ad uh, on one of those and then clicks out? You know, th that, that publisher will not be able to, to be able to claim any value in, the, in that, that attribution chain. Although you show the ad to, to a user, you can't connect it to the other sites. So, a wall garden is great if everything happens in the wall garden. That's why Facebook is so powerful. That's why TikTok, that's why, you know, that's why Google, all of these, these solutions, YouTube, because the actions all happen within that property. If you're not that big, then the chances are the actions are not going to happen within that wall garden. Um, and then you, you know, the, va the value of, of, of using that, that, that publisher group becomes less, less, less valuable. Interesting. Well, normally at this point in the show, I ask what I call my crystal ball question. Do you think by 2024, we're going to have successfully transitioned fully away from cookies and that Google will stick to that? And then the second part is, what does this side of the industry look like at that time? If we can use the next couple of years, and I'd like it, I'd like to be able to say to you the next couple of months, but <laughs> being realistic <laughs> in, in, in ad tech, if we can use, however, the next year 
to start to understand how we can do measurement that doesn't require third-party cookies and we can prove to marketers that the ads that they're serving in environments where there are no third-party cookies are doing the job that they need to do. And that might be return on ad spend, as I mentioned, et cetera, or, or whatever the new metric is. You know, it, it may not even be a metric that exists today. It could be much more around, um, much more brand metrics as opposed to pure performance metrics. If we can do that, I don't believe that marketers will hold on for Google because you have to remember that that half of the web that I talked about, that over 50% that doesn't have third-party cookies today is an extremely valuable customer set. It's audiences on iPhones, on Safari devices, on, 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 on different devices. They, they, they're, they're not, it's not a new internet. It's exactly the same internet that you see on Chrome, just on different devices and different uh, browsers. So if we can solve the measurement piece, I think marketers will just not see it as cookie cookie-less. It'll just be marketing. It'll be serving ads to the right user in the right environment uh, with the right messages, regardless of device. But we have to solve the measurement piece first. And that'll require different technology companies coming together to try and hopefully solve that. If, if we can do that, I don't think there's anything that's going to... That, Every marketer I speak to, they, they have no problem spending money in cookie environments if we can prove that it's working. So that, that's, that's our biggest solve. If we can get that, I don't think, I think this all goes away and Google could even start speeding up the demise of third-party cookies. But it's, it's a very, it's a tough ask. So we've all got to work on that. And, and if it does work, then we, we can start, you know, we can start serving ads across the whole, the whole web. If, Will it be the same as it is today? Probably not. And I think there's a lot of positives that will come out of it. Um, hopefully, when I'm browsing the, the, the web and I've just looked at some flights and then I book a flight, I don't get chased by that ad for the next three weeks trying to sell me that flight. <laughs> now, yeah. we, we, we know why. <laughs> we, we, we're all part of the problem. You know, we broke, we broke advertising and we didn't do a very good job. And, and I'm saying we as the collective, we not, not hopefully not ad week and Quantcast and myself. But you, you know what I mean, you know, the, the, the chasing the third, it's, it's, it's creepy, it's not nice. However, I do believe that people want to see relevant advertising. Um, I don't, I, 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 I believe that the, the, the web is better with relevant advertising. So we need to solve that. We need to find new ways to market. Can, can the internet grow up? And by growing up, I, I mean this, can marketers see the internet as a more grown-up grown medium? Can we move away from it just being about performance? It could be that performance lives in the world of Facebook and Google and the wall gardens, and the open web can become much more of a brand mechanism. That would be a wonderful, in my opinion, a wonderful out, outcome where the, 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 the open web can be, can be much more focused on, on brand metrics and, and, and other things. And we leave the wall gardens do the performance uh, where they can you know, chase users around their wall gardens. Um, also connected TV is just yeah, online, online video, et cetera. That, that's, that's a huge growth area. Quantcast is one of our, our biggest growth areas. So that world doesn't have third party cookies today. So how is that gonna work? Um, and so it's not all going to just be the web. We've also got huge, huge audiences in app, et cetera. So it's, 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 those environments don't have third-party cookies today. So 
Uh, it's how, how much money is going to migrate there. My, my biggest concern is that half of what I've just said happens and performance all moves to the wall gardens and they take all that performance money and all the brand money moves into traditional media, outdoor, radio, TV, connected TV, et cetera. And, and the open trusted web that we use every day that we, that we rely on, that is one of the probably the most unsung, most important things that we take, we take for granted could suffer. And that would be my big, my big worry. Well, Alan, it's been wonderful having you on the show today. Thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you very much for, for having me. Thanks for listening. For more content like this and to learn about Advertising Week New York 2022 coming this October, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Chaptering and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously, and share them seamlessly, businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai.